Welcome to The Podcast is Real. It's time for a Geek Rewind. Gas up the DeLorean. We're going back. 1980. The year was 1980. Gas was just $1.19. And the average cost of a new car to put it in, just $7,200. A VHS recorder from Magnavox would set you back about $700. Uh, it's funny. Some of these things, uh, things are super cheap and some of them are super expensive compared to now, which is kind of funny to think about. Uh, some small earthquakes started in March in Washington State, resulting in a volcanic eruption of Mount St. Helens in May. The Rubik's Cube debuted as a commercial toy and becomes a worldwide phenomenon. I can still only do like one side, any side. You pick a color, I can solve that color, but I can't do the whole thing. I'm always proud though, when I get that one color. My kids thought that was great when they were growing up. They're just like, ah, he made a color. I didn't tell him you could do the whole thing. (laughs) CNN first came on the air in June of that year, begun by media mogul Ted Turner, beginning the 24-hour news cycle and spawning other stations, which all eventually just became about the one-hour news cycle with 23 hours of commentary about the news. But they did have some stuff to report on when in September, Saddam Hussein invaded Iran. The Iraq-Iran war continued for about 10 years. Iconic rock legend John Lennon was shot and killed by an obsessed fan. And the U.S. beat the Soviet Union in one of the greatest sports upsets of all time in what is commonly known as the Miracle on Ice. But in December of 1980, a comic hero of galactic proportions would make his way onto the big screen in a psychedelic mashup of light and sound, some of the hammiest actors in the world, questionable dialogue, cheeseball action, and one of the greatest rock bands of all time come together to make what ends up being somehow great fun at the movies. uh, Even when it didn't work, it worked. I'm of course talking about... Ah, savor of the universe. <laughs> this morning's unprecedented solar eclipse is no cause for alarm. Flash, ah, king of the impossible. In case you're wondering, this is how we get around the uh, copyright uh, from using the <laughs> Utah just sacks out the film. Save for every one of us. <laughs> and the music. They have a mighty hand. Every man, every woman, every child in a mighty flash. If you could hit that, if you could hit that Freddie Mercury note, I would have totally. There's no way. I, I would have do. just stopped the show right now and said, dude, this is it. It would but cause no, me bodily harm. Of me. course, we're talking about Flash Gordon. Came out in, in 1980, starring Sam Jones, Brian Blessed, the incomparable Max von Sydow as just one of the. I mean, he turned in just an amazing performance in, in a movie that, that was just so full of, of, of just cheesy good fun. But he was so great in it. And so now we're just going to kind of talk about some of the memories that you guys have. What's your, what's your earliest memory of Flash Gordon? If it was even if it was before this movie, did anybody actually read the comics before it? I don't remember reading the comics. I do remember somehow seeing like some of the original black and white serials okay. on TV. Like, I, so I grew up in Ohio, like Channel 43 every Saturday morning had this local guy called Superhost. And he yep. would like do. Rest like, in peace. Right, may rest in peace. He, in the afternoons, he would do Godzilla movies, which was one of my favorite things to do on the Saturday afternoon. But then in the morning, he would do like various old time serials. And one of them was Flash Gordon. And I, re- I distinctly remember seeing the Flash Gordon ship on the fishing wire with the <laughs> firecracker on the back of it. Yep on the TV going, wow. Um, but other than that, no. And then it wasn't until uh, seeing the movie, actually, I think I saw it in the theater. Um, and I came out of there singing the songs and not remembering a thing about what happened in the movie. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the special effects didn't, didn't 
change all that all that much really um i mean they they improved but there was still a little bit of that and i think it was almost on purpose there was a little bit of that i feel like they did that on purpose to make it too um too modern in terms of the special effects now rich and lou are still with us now you guys are our fans right of flash gordon what 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 was your first impression of that film either of you Uh. Yeah, I was, uh, I think, 10 at the time, and I did see it in the theater. I was lucky enough. But uh, I think, like Yuta was saying, like I, it was one of those things where like you, you grow up, you knew who the character was, but you didn't really, um, I hadn't seen much. It seemed like maybe a black and white thing with the ships going around or something like that. I remember there was one where it was going around in a circle. In a circle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like, whatever. You like, you'd see it, and you'd see, like, Buster, it was a Buster Crab, who was it? Yeah, uh, I think it was. I forgot movie. who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in his, like, little little suit and stuff, and it was kind of interesting. Um, but I had never really seen it, and I didn't know the characters. But the, the, the movie was my first kind of real introduction to it, and it was so much fun. And, of course, back then, I dug in with, you know, I kept track of it through, like, you know, there's no, no internet obviously it was like through magazine Starlog and things oh, like yeah. that and I used to keep up with the production I'd get all the pictures and then the trading cards and <laughs> stickers and just like they had an official movie book I think and I, I don't I don't have that anymore but like things like that so I would keep all these things around and just kind of look at them from time to time because you couldn't once the movie was out of theaters there wasn't really any other way to, to see it again you had to wait until later until on when movie rentals were like a huge thing and you had to kind of wait for that imagine can you imagine like imagine what was life how did we survive i've always wondered that looking back (laughs) it's nuts but yeah i I, my my story is similar to you guys actually i i grew up uh seeing the serial the old black and whites and uh, i'd also read some of the comic strips in 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 the sundays oh that's Um, right i forgot the newspaper yeah exactly yeah back then there was flash gordon and and also uh and buck rogers and uh and so forth and um and i there weren't a lot of sci-fi strips so being a sci-fi fan i ate them up and the thing is at this point i don't remember any of them (laughs) but i but i do remember the movie and i remember seeing it and just thinking wow this is so cheesy but so wonderful at the same time I found myself walking around going, not the ball, worms. Gordon alive. so many favorite parts of that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so the thing about that movie, you, you, you mentioned it before, it's Ming. Ming is the reason to watch. He's so deliciously evil and over the top and scenery chewing. Oh, yeah. It, it, that, that performance is like. Lawrence Olivier, William Shatner, and Grayson Hall all combined into one big, massive scenery-chewing evildoer. It's brilliant. Oh, that's a great description. I love True. it. I, uh, you mentioned the cheese, but like the cheese, like I didn't care because I was like ten. Right. Right. Me neither. I didn't even know what I didn't even know what cheese was except you eat it. That's that's all I knew. <laughs> right. 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 It's like right. so if a movie was cheesy, a cheese ball movie, I had I was unaware of that. I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. See, I, when it came, it came out in ni- 1980, you said, right? And so I, I, I probably saw it in yeah. 82 because I saw it on HBO. I hadn't seen it in the theater. And at that point, I was 14, and I I had already started really delving into reading about movies. Same way on Starlog, in Fangoria, other, other magazines, and and uh, Famous Monsters. I was reading all this stuff to try. So I, I, I got the cheese factor. I also uh, didn't care because it was so much fun. Uh, yeah, let's face mm. it, that... <laughs> The actor who played Flash wasn't going to get Best Actor that year. Um, oh, Sam Jones. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it didn't really matter because it was so much no. fun. Oh, and he's um, the nicest guy too. He like even after oh, so I've these, heard. Yeah, after all these, he um he lives in San Diego, 
Mm-hmm. And so every time San Diego Comic-Con comes around, which I've been to six or seven years in a row, um, <laughs> he, always has a, joke. he always has a little panel or something. And he always ends up, um, the past couple of years, he's actually kind of invited people via Twitter and social media to hang out at a bar that he bartends at. And so all the Flash Gordon fans would come and, and hang out there until the wee yeah. hours of the morning. But um, he is such a nice guy. He absolutely embraces the fandom of this one role that has pretty much defined his career, right? Mm. And that's the only thing mm. that he's got. Um, he played himself a couple of years ago, in fact. As, that's right. Yes. As, as Sam, former Flash Gordon. Former Sam Flash Jones. Gordon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that in? Oh, what was that? Ted. I even watched the show and I Ted. Was, what was, was it? Yes, Ted? that's Ted. what it was. was You're right. I'm like, wait, I know Ted. I watched it. How do yeah. I not remember? I remember him yeah. laughing, though, at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was, so I, I watched it again today because I wanted to kind of have it fresh. And the re- main reason I watched it, I wanted it fresh, is I actually had just watched it literally, I think it was last month, maybe three, four weeks ago. It's not been a long time. It was on <laughs> one of the cable networks, and it just came on, and I'm like, oh, I'm putting this on. I'm watching this. And of course, you know, most of my kids roll their eyes and move and left the room during some of it. They saw some of it, but it, you know, it's not like star Wars where, you know, I can show them star Wars and they're like, okay, this is still cool. Um, I'm yeah. like, they, they understand that it's a little bit it cheesy, doesn't age well, but it, yeah, but even that cheese, uh, um, there's the nostalgia factor that, that puts it, uh, I think holds a place in my heart, but I remember watching it and it was, you know, there was commercial breaks and stuff. And I kept thinking they're cutting things out stuff's missing this that conversation doesn't make any sense because like when did this happen why are why is that person feeling this way or whatever and i was convinced that something was cut out of it so i watched it today and it wasn't was it no it's just so badly edited and written that it's uh, literally here's as an example um one of the parts that really got me so as in the very beginning, they crash into Zarkov's lab, right? And uh, Topol, who and this is where I'm talking about this, some of the hammiest actors. He's a great actor. Yeah. I love yeah. Fiddler on the Roof. Just love that movie. Like, it's just so fun and whatever. And he's just got that great personality. He is so over the top as this scientist um, that it... You can't talk that away from me. It's just... It's just... Um, it's so, but, it's, but it's perfect. It's somehow it's like he knows what he's in and he's just like he's gonna play it to the hilt and just be this guy but when they crash in and he lures them into the spaceship he's like a wild-eyed maniac she even calls him like crazy you know and he pulls a gun on him as soon as they land and they're being escorted into the 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 palace she's clutching his arm like he's his beloved mentor who she's known And she and and they're having a conversation like he's a normal guy who didn't yeah. just kidnap them by gunpoint into space, Ooh. and then you know it's in, called Zarkov syndrome, right? Well, no, but then <laughs> but then not twenty five minutes have passed. I checked the time, and uh, she's maybe that. she and Flash have spoken to each other maybe a dozen sentences in the whole movie, and uh, Ming's yeah. daughter walks in, right. And Flash is like making eyes hey, at her because, yeah. you know, and she walks daughter. in Well, yes. and she grabs his hand and says, hey, remember me? Like, yeah, right. like she's his wife of oh, like 25 no. years. Not a, 
Who and are I'm, you? And I'm like, I don't know you. Get out of here. What? What? And, and his answer should have been, met. "Yes, you're the person who was supposed to interview me." What are you yes. About? Right. Exactly. Yeah. They just met. Why <laughs> right, is there exactly. an implied relationship already? Yeah. It's like, uh, how did this? I and I thought maybe I missed a conversation somewhere, but it's not in there. It doesn't no, exist. No. No. Oh. You know what? You know what that is? It's like the old. I've been watching a lot of old like movies from the 40s, 50s, and whatever. And, uh, like the old monster movies and stuff, Hammer movies and stuff. Well, like yeah, they, be, they you, just you did a Dracula kick. Yeah. Well, we have a, a <laughs> monsters book coming out. So, uh, but there was. There, I'm just. I got excited re- reading. Monsters all, never all heard of it. <laughs> never. No. There's one in the White House. Oh, I didn't oh. say that. Anyway, I'm oh. um, sorry. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey now. Sorry, cut that out. Um, <laughs> if you if if you want, I don't want to get uh, bombed. Oh, but anyway, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so they did. They had scenes in those movies where it was like that. Like they would be, they would have someone at gunpoint, and the next scene they were like their protector. And it was, it was just like you just did that. That was just how the scripts were written. Mm. So I think maybe they were kind of pulling from that. Kind of fun. And, uh, Heck, it was done as mo- even much more recently than that in Star Trek V: The Final Frontier. <laughs> yeah, oh, Cybok goes oh, for this wild-eyed, was... crazy person, right? And yeah, he, they yeah. decide they're going to meet God somehow. For some reason, he gets a haircut. From the time he leaves the bridge until he goes to the transporter room, now he has short hair. But when they get down there, they're like, uh, Cybok? Like, they've been Mm. friends for years. That was such a horribly edited movie. It was the haircut. It's all he needed. It's kind of like the Star Trek version of a Snickers bar. He just needed a haircut, and it just (laughs) turned his life around. Right. It's it's, it's just there's, like, this divide in filmmaking somewhere where, like, things like that just didn't matter in the past. And at some point, I don't know if it was in the 90s or so, like, things just started to matter. Like, and everybody would nitpick everything. So before, you didn't care. It was a movie. Dracula was dead. In the next movie, he's alive. Nobody cared. It was like, "Ah, whatever. They they were resurrected him he died again things like that ah, whatever it's fun who cares right in fact it's one of the so fun it's... things in the book in the monster book a lot of the writers have talked about the fact that like the mummy movies changed location you know it, it didn't matter to anybody who, who watched it it didn't matter to anyone who made him and and for right. some reason the right. monster is still there even though he wasn't in the previous movie you know it, there are things like right. that it, it didn't matter part of it was you couldn't go home and watch it there was no there was no internet mm-hmm. there right. weren't tons of magazines about monsters if you saw a frankenstein film and you saw another one a year later you had a vague memory of what it was about sure if they'd called him you know john and steen or frankenstein frankenstein, frankenstein. nobody would have even remembered frankenstein you know yeah so yeah i just chalk it up to that kind of stuff i just think it was made in the style of the i mean the old serials were from what the 30s 40s 40s so so it was that kind of i also have to wonder though if there may have been scenes that were cut i mean it's possible uh, that's the case that's another thing it would be interesting to find either the novelization if one exists or the script and see what else was there because that well, seems to imply that there was more. Well, sure. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't know if you were going to talk about this, Jeff, but, uh, you know, there's that new set coming out, that new box set coming out. Somewhere I I, I just saw it not long. Hey, this was just this news like a couple weeks ago. There's some brand new, like a huge set with like, a, like I don't know how many discs in it. Like it's just all kinds of stuff. And it says there's deleted scenes. It doesn't say what they are. Oh, fancy. Maybe there's it like 30 deleted. minutes of a bonding between, uh, <laughs> between <laughs> Dale Zarkoff and Zarkoff. And, uh, there's a whole, Dale. There's a whole <laughs> story arc there. Thing that, just, that goes back them bonding over their childhood and shared right. experience. It's just yeah. 25 minutes in the ship, just them sitting there talking. Yeah. She discovered he was her long-lost father. You know, it's, oh, there's geez. a whole... Uh, 
Let's not pull a story. Maybe there's a what? maybe there's a story about that little that little floaty ball guy that's like this means the psycho. Maybe there's like, there's like a whole like story with him. Yeah, maybe there's like his. We'll find out where he came from. Well, there I did in doing some of the research of doing like looking at some trivia about it before you know we got together. There were some initial scripts that people have gotten a hold of, and there were a lot of things that either never got filmed or got cut. Um, there was supposed to be like, and I noticed this today uh, when I was watching, they show the the comic strips. Remember they showed like during the yeah. opening credits, yeah. Yeah. the old yeah. timey comic strips, yep, which yep, was yep. awesome. And there's a scene that flashes by really quick flashes. And Ming and Flash are <laughs> having a sword fight. And I'm like, right. wow, that would be right. awesome. I would love to see us. Yeah. That would have been so cool. Apparently Were that was in swords? the original script. And you even see Ming with the sword at his side. So, like, he, he walks by with a sword, and I'm sitting there going, this will be an excellent time to have a sword fight, guys. <laughs> and they don't. But, uh, you know, like, there's never really a face-off between Ming and Flash. Like, that's another thing. Like, Flash meets Ming at the beginning, and then he doesn't interact with Ming for the rest of the movie <laughs> until he crashes a ship through his chest, right? <laughs> like, there, that was an interesting, like... Like there was, there's yeah. no like moments where these guys are actually talking or, 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 you know, we just know Ming wants to kill him and he knows that he doesn't want to be killed and he's going to kill him first and whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah it maybe he's Ming the Merciless's evil, uh, even more evil brother, Ming the Useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's another thing It turns out, apparently there was a line of dialogue that got cut where, um, Dale, where, when he sentences flash to death, she says, you're merciless. And he loves that, and decide and 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 insists on being called Ming the Merciless from then oh, on. Oh, that's really funny. Um, awful, but that. funny. Yeah, oh, that's awful, and yeah, that's, so, that's an awful kind of funny. It is. What that's it one is. of those things where you go, "I'm just gonna slam my face into a wall," but I'm also glad they did it. <laughs> yeah, apparently, again, and I, and if it sounds like maybe in this uh, in this grand edition, maybe we'll get some more commentary and things like that. But apparently, uh, like Sam it. Jones had a fallout with Dino De, De Laurentiis like at, yes. towards the end of the film and they never like who, who had who hasn't yeah well yeah, but he didn't go back <laughs> he I never go met the guy and I even had one that's a, <laughs> yeah, <long> <laughs> that's a long list well he refused to come back in for the for the looping sessions to to oh, redub boy. his lines so most uh, of the film apparently and Sam Jones I guess I confirmed this most of the film like 80 percent of it isn't even Sam J Jones's voice it's another guy oh doing his I, yeah. voice. And so that's kind of interesting yeah. too. It makes you wonder like if there's clips out there like with, with of Darth Vader, you know, with uh without right, you know, the original Scottish the there, there right. was there was No, I'm saying like those clips, yeah. maybe there's clips out there where we actually yeah. hear Sam Jones deliver the lines or um and that oh, could be in the oh, set. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you know, we don't know I what wonder. I wonder what Sam Jones really sounds like. <laughs> but what Darth most Vader, people but... don't know is that he did the voice uh as Donald Duck. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they relooped it with someone. Yeah, exactly. No more, no wonder so they... they had a falling out. <laughs> yeah. That was it was, a, it, was a, it was a unique acting choice. <laughs> That's funny. I mean there's a lot of big actors in this. I mean Sidal of course, Von Sidal is in there. Topol at the time was, you know, a a big deal. But then you've Tim got Dalton. Dalton. What's Timothy that? Dalton. Yeah, Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Dalton. 
Yeah, would go I think on we all knew that's who it was going to be. Yep. <laughs> and then Brian Blessed, who is in oh, literally Blessed. everything yep. that has ever yes. been any good, has had like that that guy. For, well, my first memories of Brian Blessed come from the Black Adder TV show. Do you guys? Do yeah, you guys ever yes. see that? Yes, 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 yes. Um, he was the he was the father of uh, Black Adder in the in the first season or whatever. And I just, just just that voice. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. And and then I absolutely loved him. I loved the Hawkman. That whole that whole world. That whole section. Yeah. But this movie also had some of the most disturbing images of my childhood. Like like you said, I think similar to you, Rich. I think I didn't see it in theaters. I I don't recall. Maybe we did. It It would have been something that my dad probably would have gone to see and taken me to see. But I don't recall it. Um, but, uh, but we did have HBO and I probably did see it on there too, which meant it would have meant I was around, uh, 10 or so. But, uh, um, I, I still like even watching it today, I remember being a 10 year old and being horrified by those that, by the, the wood beast in the, in those trees yeah. when they had to yeah. put their arms in yeah, the holes. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's and a that, very tense scene. Yeah. You have, we yeah. have to give the, the filmmakers credit. That scene works. Because I mean, yeah. we all know that Flash isn't going to die in it, but it's still, it there's a certain tension there that actually works, and it, really the movie ha- has no right to have that good a scene <laughs> sure. in it, but it, but, <laughs> but it does. <laughs> but that little creature made me made me afraid of sticking my hand yeah. in anything, like anywhere, yeah, you know, anywhere to yeah, pick, that, that little. Like if I yeah, couldn't y- see yes. in there, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. The other and Tim cool. Dalton sells it too. Oh, Tim sure. Dalton sells that scene. But yeah, I like when they, I like how they showed the inside of it too, like when yeah. you yes. hand in and you see it kind of in there, like bubbling. You see the you leaves know, moving, like, yeah, and you're like, no. Maybe Am I going to sting? Maybe I'll bite him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The only Not scene, that, the other hand, that came close to giving me that same kind of willies came much later in Temple of Doom when she has to reach through the hole and all the bugs oh, yeah. to pull the, the lever oh, yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, you know, that, there's another thing. scene that's also effective. It toward the end when the mask is ripped off the guy's face. Oh, Clyde. Uh, Clyde. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. the eyes come out. Bleh. Yep. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. Okay. Cool. The, the eyes make it, you know, basically go into just silliness. But uh, other than the eyes uh, oozing out like marshmallow, I thought that scene was pretty well done. Yeah. He falls on <laughs> yeah. the spike uh, yeah. on those. I love uh, it. And, right. Yeah, but that was the other one. You hit it right on the head, Rich. That was the other one I was going to mention. And and it was comic. Now I'm like, okay, that's just silly. But I remember being <laughs> horrified by that oh, as yeah. a kid. Yeah. Like the cool eyes stuff. popping out was just too much. I was just like, what is this? That was, yeah. But now it's like, okay, that's yeah. a little, it was oh, yeah. a little over the top. <laughs> You know, but there's that one so scene we, we we keep seeing this these groups of guys. I'm not even sure what they're called in the film, but basically his uh, the controllers who are sitting at tables giving reports. You know, yes, what I'm talking about with those, those goggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with the yeah, yeah the thank you. I, I can't remember what they're called in the film, but for whatever reason, you know, you, you ever have a thing where you, your mind draws connections to things that are totally unrelated, and for some reason you continue to make that connection. Yeah, yeah. When I watch that movie, I think Devo. There is nothing about that scene that has any connection to Devo. Nothing. Yeah. They don't look like the guys in Devo. They're not talking yeah. about whipping it good. <laughs> but for whatever reason, I see that scene and I'm like, oh, that's that's the scene with all the Devo people. And I don't know why. It's, you I know what? see that. Stupid trivia time. One of those guys at that table or whatever. Uh, was the lead singer of Devo? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It was uh, actually the guy who played Lobot in the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, well, that's, that's not surprising. Yeah. There you go. That's the same yeah. year, too. One of those he, I get, uh, he, he so it's basically in the, in the same year he played 
two weirdos with, uh, with things on their head. head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one with the yeah. eyes. Yeah. He figured there's, think... there's an agent somewhere in Hollywood going, look, if I'm just telling you guys, if you want a weird looking tall guy with a with a, with a head implant, I, I got him. I got your guy. I got your guy. He's the best. Totally bold. <laughs> Uh, but that was a disturbing scene too, because they do rip rip the they goggles rip, off of one of those just, guys, uh, and he's just got like yeah. Radio Shack yep. wires coming out. Right, of his that's eye the holes. scene I'm talking about there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yep. What are you talking about? What's going on? <laughs> There's a lot about that film too that is that you see differently now than when you were 10 and 12, right? Like Ming saying "for our pleasure" is really disturbing when you think about what he's actually saying there. Right now that we're he's got to think for his daughter. Hmm. Right, so it's uh, it's kind of creepy. I didn't see that at tw- when I was when I was, I didn't think about that back yeah, then. No. We were more naive. Throw a couple more weird trivia things that I wrote down before we end this. But uh, if you look closely, Richard O'Brien is the bald uh, guy that's Timothy Dalton's like right hand man. He's, yes, he's oh, yeah. from the Rocky mm-hmm. Horror Picture Show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's wearing that <laughs> right. today. He's wearing that green uh, like outfit and the, the cape like thing. And I swear, in the '80s, we missed our opportunity to have the Vulture from Spider-Man in a movie oh, because oh, he yeah. looked uh, perfect the part. I, I was like, go, "What this guy? Yeah. He looks just like the Vulture." But um, it was interesting to see like that that, that he is in there. And then I saw that Robbie Coltrane is credited with something in here. Is he? Man at Airfield. Really? Man and at Airfield. Oh, I know him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's re- in the beginning. That's probably in the beginning. It's probably in when the beginning, right? On the plane and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's so it's be, a right? bit part then. Yeah. Uh, right. Kenny Baker is Kenny Baker really in this movie? I don't know. Well, there are there are uh, oh there are a lot of in the, in they're, the they're theme dwarves, room. There's right? some short people in the yeah, theme yeah. room. Yeah. So it might be one of those. And Deep Roy too. Deep Roy is in it. Yeah. 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 He's actually he's, recognizable. He's a little pet. Yeah. He's a little, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. Yes. Oh, right. He pokes, yes. guy, he pokes the guy in the butt. Right? Yeah. That's right. That's him. <laughs> yep. um, apparently, he's like all laughing. <laughs> apparently, they originally wanted Kurt Russell for the role Kurt of Flash Gooden, Gordon. To play the little guy? No, no to play Flash Gordon. And that's terrible does, casting. He that's thought the character lacked personality. And I'm like, dude, you would have given it personality. Uh, Can you imagine? Uh, a Jack Kurt Burton, uh, yeah. Flash Gordon. <laughs> I would totally be all over that. Um, I'd actually I, think that would have been inspired casting. Tell, However, I'm, it would have made it even more obvious how bad an actor Dale was. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably that's true. A fair point. Um, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like you need a bad, a bad Flash when he's acting opposite a bad Dale. Well, bad Otherwise, Dale. You know, really then even... again, we don't really know who was offered that role. Like that, that role could have gone to, been offered to 60 people, and we don't really know. Right. That's true. Well, it's, Russell might have said, like, nah. It, well, that Dino De, De Laurentiis, actually, in an interview in Starlog, oh. actually, that you mentioned. I don't like the guy. Uh, said that he <laughs> wanted Kurt Russell to play Flash Gordon, but that he turned it down. Because he didn't like. Oh well, thought, there you go. Um, and apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger was on the list at one point, but they just decided in that his what the his This mean is a cycle. Yeah, oh, his Austrian accent <laughs> didn't work. So well, they yeah, would they would have they would have eighty yard dominion. Oh man, I think Schwarzenegger should have played Dale Arnold. 
Oh, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Sam, jo yeah, opposite Sam. Flash, we have 60 seconds to save the Earth. Come on, go, Flash, go, go, go Flash, go. But we only have 14 hours to save the Earth. <laughs> go, Flash, oh go. But make sure you'll be back. Get to the Come chopper. on, do it now. Get. What are you waiting no. for? Come on. It's Come not on. a tumor. Do it. All right. Not well, the ball worm. <laughs> we. <laughs> We could just we should make an entire podcast about recasting films as other people's because that no no that, we, it should be Schwarzenegger as every single role. There you ever. go. That's it. it. And everything. Let's let, we'll yeah. just here this week. This week. Governor talking. I smell your foul stench when I came on board. <laughs> oh, don't don't tempt me. I love starting podcasts, and I may I have to start his, that, and I'll bring you guys on. <laughs> don't don't ruin them all on here. Don't waste them all on here. We're gonna do this. Frankly, Scarlett, I do not give a damn. <laughs> you have me at hello. <laughs> Two dollars, twenty papers, twenty days, two dollars. I oh my gosh, can you imagine? Dollars. Dude, you just made that movie a totally different movie of Arnold Schwarzenegger is chasing him oh through the entire God. movie after the $2. Can you imagine that? that $2. Dollars. It's like the Terminator. $2. It's like, $2. hey, $2. actually, that works. I uh, We got to call this, though. We're okay. running up on time. I really appreciate oh you guys goodness. coming on the show and spending time with us this week talking about Flash Gordon. Guys, if you haven't seen <laughs> Flash Gordon, no, it doesn't hold up very well in this day and age, but it is, it's just a fun, crazy uh, cheese ball movie. It is, it is kind of interesting to see how the special effects are, are more advanced than what was in those old serials, but yet still some somehow harken back to it and don't, and, and aren't as cheesy as you might think. They spent all the money, I think, on on some of the big name actors and the, uh, and the theme costumes song. and the theme song and not a lot band, on yeah. writing the story, <laughs> but, uh, check it out guys. It's a great movie. This has been rewind with the podcast is real. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. The podcast is real is a walk on geek production. 